and within just having colleagues who have uh, majored in like holistic health and things like that, I connected with somebody and I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own oil because Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? I try to cram a ton into each podcast episode, but I recognize that sometimes you only have time for the cliff note version. That's why my YouTube channel, Be The Brand TV, may be the perfect answer to a quick how-to question. Need a little discussion or follow-up? That's okay too. I've got you, boo. My Facebook group, BTB Boss Talk, is a community of people just like you looking for answers to questions seldom discussed about the how-tos of marketing authentically. Regardless of your need, I've got it covered. So use the link in the show notes to get plugged in today. Today, I do have another entrepreneur who is fantastic. She is Someone I met through another client, she ended up being a client, but she is phenomenal in the beauty and hair space. And so I want to share a little bit about her with you before I bring her in for the interview. So let me dive right into that. So we are going to be talking to LaRonda Joy Davis. She's a visionary and performance-driven small business owner with over 10 years of experience in entrepreneurship and the hair and beauty industries. She continues to serve as the primary spokesperson spokesperson for both Just Joy Hair LLC and the foundation, serving over 300 clients in several retail stores in Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas. She's an alumna of University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, and she's also educated by Paul Mitchell. She's proud of her products and being a product of the city of Pine Bluff. She's dedicated to the growth and expansion of both Just Joy Hair and the Just Joy Hair Foundation. She is a daughter. She is a sister. She is a niece, aunt, cousin, friend, associate, business partner, and most of all, she is an inspiration to many. So let me welcome her. You guys welcome her as well with your comments and love and support by going to her website, Miss LaRonda Joy Davis. All right, let's get into this. Okay, guys. So as you heard in the intro, Miss LaRonda is fantastic at what she does in the beauty and hair industry. And we're going to hear all about that today. So LaRonda, we're going to dive right in to these questions. And we want to know what inspired you to have this career in beauty and uh, hair? Honestly, it was inspired by um, not being able to use my business management degree the way I wanted to. Mm. When I got my degree, I really wanted to get into like HR or um, other avenues and work for like Fortune 500 companies. But when I was applying to these companies, I wasn't getting hired. And um, 
upon graduation, I was like, well, I'm going to go to hair school as a backup plan just in case it don't work. And um, after I completed hair school, I was like, okay, now I can go apply for jobs. I'm done with school. And it just, it didn't work. So I was like, well, let me just go to my backup plan and I can just build my own business instead of me trying to be a manager for someone else. I can just manage myself. And so that's how it came about. So it's funny because we have very similar stories. I too went to college, got my degree in marketing, and then it wasn't until I had to move to Texas from North Carolina and try to find a job. And everybody had already taken those jobs right out of college, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was the same thing that happened. I was like, I've done hair for years in college. I was the one slapping relaxers in my friend's hair, you know, in the dorm and all that stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let me get my license. Because that's something we're going to always do. Women are always going to get their hair done. Period. Dot. No questions asked. We will not pay a bill to get our hair done. So it's a career that's pretty safe, I would think. So I love that, that we have that in common. Now, knowing what you know now about the situation, what advice would you give to your younger self about life now as you see it? Um, I would tell my younger self to really pay attention to posture and my body. Um, Being just in my 20s and maybe in my teens, I really was going full throttle. I really didn't care about um, how many clients I was seeing in a day, how long I was standing on my feet, if I was having to bend over extra or just move my body in different ways to overcompensate for the client when the in our actuality, the client has to sit up straight, hold their head correctly so that I wouldn't have to do those things. But now I am suffering like my body aches. Oh. So I would just tell my younger self to, you know, stand up straight, you know, tell your client, don't be afraid to tell your client to hold his head up or, you know, just so that you won't be in pain later on in life. Got it. That's good to know. I try to tell my children just to be healthy in general because of my experiences. Like you don't want to be overweight when you're older. You don't want to have to deal with all of these different diseases and chronic ailment. Just take care of your body early. That's a good lesson, whether you're doing hair or not, just to take care of your body and, and put your body before everybody else's body. Because once you get old and decrepit and can't bend over or stand up straight, you know, <laughs> you nobody else is going to be there with that problem but you. So one of the things that I enjoy about you is that you have, like you said, you were in, you went to school for business management, you got your cosmetology degree, but then you started this business, Just Joy Hair. Tell me about that journey and what you think was one of the biggest lessons that you learned as you grew your business? So the journey with Just Joy Hair began with um, me and another hairstylist. We were working together. She was my business partner and um, her, we was doing her cousin's hair and she was asking us, what's your stylist name? And she was telling the girl, what's her name or whatever. She was like, K-Styles. And she was like, Joy, what's your name? And I was just like, it's Just Joy. And she was just like, that's that sounds like pretty catchy. It sounds pretty cool. From there, I had my name, and then um, as a hairstylist, I, I'm I'm a lactician, and I also do braids. And so, I have a lot of clients to ask me, "What should I put in my hair after we're done?" And I was referring them to so many different products, and I noticed that I was sending all of my people to buy 
a product called Wild Growth, which it actually works and it was really good for the hair. And within just having colleagues who have uh, majored in like holistic health and things like that, I connected with somebody and I was like, okay, I'm going to make my own oil because my braid clients and my lock clients both can use this. And then I can also use it while I'm, you know, styling. And so I created a hair product. It did really well within the first month of me launching. I landed into two beauty supply stores. And then within three months, I had five. And then within like six months, I had like um, six stores, six retail stores. But then I had like 10 um, other small like mom and pop or small business type of stores. So within like the first six months, I was already in retail stores and doing everything. And um I began to look into shampoos and conditioners and selling t-shirts, just really trying to figure out a way to expand my business, but also create multiple streams of income for myself. And um, now, like I was speaking about earlier with being um, with my health and standing on my feet for a long periods of time, I'm like, okay, now I kind of want to teach it. Um, I've passed, surpassed the level of learning how to do certain things and then also applying them to my clients and giving my clients the best service. So now I'm at a phase where I'm, I want to teach people how to do what I know how to do and also teach people how to create their own products and get into retail stores and just have a sustainable business within themselves as an entrepreneur. So that's really just the journey of gesture hair and kind of how I've transitioned. But for the most part, my transition has um, come from my health just not being physical, physically able to, you know, reach the capacity that I used to be able to reach it. Back then I could do six to seven clients in a day. Now I'm at three to four. If I'm doing four, I'm really kind of pushing it. So that's just yeah. really It sounds like, I mean, this is true for everybody. And I just want people to understand this transition you had because we start off, I think as entrepreneurs, we start off with, um, an ability, right? Like we we can do something, right? And we figure if we can do it, why not monetize it and make money from it? You and I both, I still do hair, have a client that messaged me today that she couldn't come. So she's coming next week. So we have that ability, right? But then, like you said, we have to learn how to transition into the different roles of that business because you had the ability to stand up, do it yourself. I think that we as entrepreneurs think that we always have to do it ourselves and we're reluctant to do something different. So we will just sit and break down until we just can't do it anymore because we don't think through, I don't think the all of the options we have, which you did. It was like, okay, all right, I figured this out. I learned how to do all of this stuff. I'm sending people out to do products, to buy products. Why don't I make my own products? Okay, I could do that. I know what I like. I know what I want. I've hooked up with these people. But it's being able to recognize those opportunities when they come along too. And I think you did a good job recognizing those. And then even transitioning from there, it was, okay, how can I now get off my own feet? You know, and I love that you you went from standing on your feet, doing everybody's hair to okay, now we've got some products. I don't want to send people out to, okay, now I'm tired of standing up. Let me teach other people how. And then, oh, okay, y'all want to get in the stores? Okay, I can teach you how to do that too. So I think it's a mindset that you are just, you are um, exemplifying in not being stagnant, not accepting what life 
gave you and saying, no, I can do other things. And then finding your way through that and monetizing it. I think that's a lesson that all of us listening can can appreciate. And I, one thing I forgot to mention was, um, I think you said in the question, um, what was something that I learned? I didn't mm-hmm. really kind of talked about the journey, but what mm-hmm. I learned um, with this business, and I just spoke to my sister about this yesterday, is advertising and marketing is extremely important. I really didn't, um, I was so focused on the the business products and the the practical side of it, the physical side, the things that I have to do with my hands. But, and I put all of my money into that aspect of my business. And then when it was time to actually promote it, advertise it, market it, um, left with this very tiny budget. And I need, you know, I need a, a, a vast variety of audiences and people and to be able to put my, my advertisements everywhere on social media, in stores and things like that, but it costs. And I didn't have the money. And so I just remember in 2021, I had uh, invested in shampoos and conditioners. And I basically extended my product line to from one product to 11. And I put a lot of money into getting the product, getting the labels, designing and everything. And then when it was time to market the product, mm-hmm. failed miserably because I couldn't afford to keep up with the cost of marketing it Mm. now that I know so these are these are things that I want to teach people as well so if you say for instance you know a lot of people get a lot of money during tax time if you're thinking about investing in a product you know take half of the money and put it into the product and the other half put it or more into advertising and then once you promote your product so well and people start to bring in money and start to buy then you can go in and purchase more products so Mm -hmm. I didn't know that at first and this is so funny because when I was in college I failed marketing (laughs) (laughs) that I did fail so now that I'm actually having to go out there and experience it I'm like okay now I see now I see why you failed that class (laughs) so same thing with life I feel I'm not gonna say I failed but I didn't do it the way I should have Mm -hmm. all that um, I'm getting ready to revamp everything in regards to the teaching aspects it's like Mm -hmm. okay I've done the videos I've created the content so now I'm putting my money into marketing Mm -hmm. my business so that is one thing that I would definitely just a, a gem that I think every entrepreneur should know good deal it's true I think um we're all learning and growing in different areas. I too struggled with various aspects, but again, I, I want to take it back to the idea of mindset because your mindset was, I need to make these products. It's going to take money. It's, I don't have anything to promote if I don't have a product, right? So you put your money in to creating the product. Um, just where your mind was for me, I have products and, but I spent all my time talking about how I can, how you can leverage who you are, who you can be the, you know, you can be the brand, you can be how to be authentic. And all of those things are, are necessary. I truly believe that in understanding what you need to do and be your best, you will then understand all these other things. And those things will be much easier because even in the promotion of your products, we talked about this, excuse me, we talked about this when we were working together, it's like, okay, how do you connect to your brand? 
because mm-hmm. when you know how to connect to it, then it'll make it very easy for you to have those conversations on the digital platforms to attract people who have that same issue, who are going through that same thing. But you got to figure out how you got through it yourself so that you can talk to those people and meet them where they are. Mindset. I'm still saying the same thing, but we have to look at, okay, for you, it was, I got all the products, but how am I, I haven't been telling anybody about them in the right way so they could come and buy it. For me, it was, I have all these products, but I'm not communicating effectively what it, why they need me, right? Because if you're talking about marketing, People are thinking, I don't want to put money into that because I got to make my money selling this product. But they don't see how it's it's all connected. You're not going to make money on your product once you get past the people you know and the people they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need marketing to get to the people you don't know. How right. are they going to know? So we we in our minds, we don't think past what we know in our own space. And so- I love that you are telling people that like, okay, get out of your head. I know you want to sell it, but think about the marketing too. Like think about how you're going to attract people you don't know. That's great advice for people to have because I run into a lot of roadblocks with people who are like, not right now. I don't have that. I can't do it right now. And I'm thinking, okay, but all right, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But it's not even for me. I guess I was focused a lot on marketing when we were talking and working together. But the truth is that's because that's what I felt people would connect with most because they wanted to know how they could sell their products to more people. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it was I wanted to teach you how to to sell your products, promote your products, organize your business, be the boss, you know, be the CEO of everything so that you can manage expectations. I wanted all of it. It was not just marketing that I was trying to teach people, but it marketing was a stepping stone to get me in the door. But neither here nor there. Let's get back to the interview at hand. So <laughs> who would you say your biggest influence was during this process? Um, I would say Madam CJ Walker, of course, mm-hmm. um, especially because when I started to get deep into the business, they came out with the movie on Netflix and we mm-hmm. were able to see Octavia Johnson in um, film. Octavia Spencer. Spencer, yes, Octavia Spencer. Um, and then a lady named um, Judy Davenport, no, I think her name is Jessica Davenport. She's from Louisiana, I think New Orleans, and she started her hair care product back in 2013 Mm. um she was a weavologist she did like sew-ins and wigs and things of that nature and she created a hair oil for her clients who was starting to experience breakage around the edges with from the wigs and sew-ins and so she called it miracle drops and um it started to just grow really big in the south it was one of those things where like you said, once you get past the people you know and then the people you get past those people, then how do you reach more people? And so um, while she was like expanding her business, I had just launched mine and I was in the beauty supply store and I heard about her drops. And I was just like, I heard another female in the store asking another girl, have she tried her drops? And I was just like, wow, I wanted to try those drops. So I'm going to kind of eavesdrop on them, see what they say about it. And the girl was like, you know, it's decent and um, I'm going to try it out to see, you know, how I like it. And I just asked her, like, how can I get my product in here? And she was like, well, people just got to want it. So 
outside of just Jessica and like her oil, she also will host like um, business on business development courses and tours. And so I went on a couple of those with her and I actually got a chance to like watch her go from a regular hairstylist to a billionaire right mm. now. She's a billionaire. She's been on the Forbes list. Um, she's been everywhere. I mean, her products are in all of the stores, Target, Walmart, all of the beauty supplies. So just to see her go, see her growth over the past 10 years has been amazing. And not only is she in the hair industry, but she owns shopping centers and oh wow. States. So she's really, and she's a black lady. So she's been, she's really um an inspiration to me in regards to present time, but you mm-hmm. know, say um Madam CJ Walker. And as a loctician, um, I would say a guy named Chris McDread. He is a great loctician. He taught me a lot of um techniques. And I learned uh, um, a few other techniques from another lactician named Yanni Red. So I would like to give them their <laughs> their, you know, due. their due for teaching me how to be a great stylist. So. Awesome. That's good. I think it's important for us to recognize that we get a lot from different people. And I love that you have a lot of people that you drew from, but you developed mm-hmm. your own independent style of them. Um, that's great because then people love you for you. It all goes back to, I think, when I, we were talking that um, people are going to come to you because of you, not necessarily because of um, the logo you have on your website or the website itself, but because they recognize you as someone who can answer their questions, solve their problems, and get them where it is they're trying to go. And I think you do a great job with that. I, I just love watching your stuff on Instagram. The hairstyles are amazing. It's just like, child. I got sister locks, but honey, all that stuff that twisting and turning you do. (laughs) It's beautiful to see, beautiful to see. So what's your favorite platform to promote your business on? Talking about promoting and like getting the word out beyond those that you know and they know. What's your favorite platform to work on? Instagram is my favorite platform to work on. And I think it's probably because... My audience on there is more um, of my age, mm. I guess. Um, and it's people that I I went to, I guess people that I went to college with and went to high school with and just kind of in clientele. Mm-hmm. They more um, like a family type of app mm-hmm. where I you know a lot of hometown people are on Facebook, a lot of my aunts, uncles, things of that nature are on Facebook, but they're not on Instagram. I'm just getting um, back accustomed to Twitter and TikTok is becoming a new favorite. I'm I'm confused on how to edit the videos on um, TikTok. So lately what I've been doing is using um, Adobe Premiere Pro to create my reel. And then I just post it on all the platforms instead of going from platform to platform. And trying Um, to do it in in on each. Because I, I I can't figure out for the life of me. <laughs> but I love TikTok because it so far, um, the likes and the yeah. share. Do you get a lot of clients from either of these platforms? Which one do you get the most clients Instagram. from? I get the most clients from Instagram. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I, I mean, people need to know. I 
I don't find a lot of business for me at this point comes from Instagram, but I will say that I did just recently create a marketing matrix agency profile on Instagram, where I'll be talking more about the marketing done for you, like services. And so I might get more clients for marketing services, but for my Andrea Patrick uh, consulting that platform, because it's been, like I said, me just telling you ideas and like giving you um, ways that you can leverage who you are and all these different things. It's just been more kind of like, oh, okay, that's great information. Thanks. But I'm not really asking people to do much on there. So I can't be mad at it because I'm not really asking people to buy anything. So, but I do have a decent amount of followers on there. I need to get better at that, but I love, I do love watching you on Instagram. So I know you're a business entrepreneur, but what do you do to relax? What is your personal self-care routine or practice? Um, honestly, lately- Are you a workaholic? You don't ever do anything? That's what I'm about to say. I don't really have one. Um, I can say though, since August of 2022, I have gone from full time to part time as a hairstylist. Oh, really? Yeah, so I only work one week out of the month. I travel to Dallas to do that. I used to travel to Arkansas to work. I don't go to Arkansas anymore. It's just really? Uh, yeah. So I've I can say that hobby wise, I have been learning just how to take care of myself better. Hmm. In regards to just eating healthier, stretching, working out, and just being okay with rest. Times mm-hmm. um, when I'm just doing nothing. Like today, I went to the doctor this morning, and then now I'm on the interview, and I probably cook and then just chill. Mm. But I had to get accustomed to that because I will beat myself up for mm-hmm. just being, just sitting, just, just sitting, so, not being productive. Mm-hmm. So honestly. Resting is my new hobby because good for you. Public, we don't rest. So good I'm for you. And truly enjoying just being still. It is hard to do. I, I well, I'll say that differently. It's hard, but not really. Because if I if I could get in my room and sit on my bed, I could do that all. Like on a Saturday, I try to keep my Saturdays completely empty because I can lay in my bed all day. I could watch Hallmark movies all day long. But I don't, I don't get, I don't do it every time, but it is something that I can do given the opportunity. I I do thoroughly enjoy thoroughly. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to get down to some of the last couple of questions for the interview. And I wanted to ask you, what are, you know, we're, we're talking about entrepreneurship, turning what we like to do, what we know how to do into a business, monetizing it. And you talked um, a lot about that and how you your journey um, to where you are now, to the point where you can rest and not do anything. Love that. Um, that's where we're all trying to be, honey. When the money's coming in and we could just sit back and on, that's where I'm trying to be. I want to sit back on the beach with a with a little sippy sip in my hand, maybe a good book, watching the watching the the waves go by as money just trickles into my account. That's that's the life I'm trying to live. I get it. Um, but before we get there, there are all these other things that we have to do. So can you share us? share with us three to five tips you would give to someone interested in how to monetize their passion. How could, what are some things you could tell them to do that maybe could take them from knowing how to do something to making money at it? 
The first thing I would tell them to do is to brand themselves, to create a brand and or in or a niche, 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 whatever have you. They say, say it all different ways. <laughs> um, because when you have a brand in or a brand name or a logo and you create and you use that every single time, then you create um brand that allows people to um, connect better with you with you and also to share your business if you have a brand name and they can say oh well that's um the brown belt and every time you make a post or you talk about something you say the brown belt then it will register to your clients about the brown belt so one would be branding for sure mm-hmm. two I would say to to um, invest in um, business development or just personal development and in regards to how to in your business or learning how to do something or just improving your skills mm-hmm. don't want to stay stagnant and, and especially in my industry as a cosmetologist every two years you are supposed to go and take educational hours because it's required by the state and by law to do just so. did mine just finished mine in January definitely <laughs> so you want to continue to develop yourself as an entrepreneur and then when you develop as an entrepreneur then of course it helps your business to grow and to develop as well and gives you a greater understanding of what you're Mm. doing um so that's two three would be um of course have a strong why 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 are you doing this um because so often in business you can put money into something or put forth all of your efforts into an endeavor and it don't work out the way you plan for it to work out. And if you don't have a strong enough reason why you're doing this, you can go back to a nine to five or go back to whatever it was you were doing before. And it could be so easily done. Mm -hmm. Have a strong reason why you're doing this, then it would really, um, help out so I, I say that the why would be the last one because it's the strongest one to me um because if your why is strong enough then you will be able to go out and create a brand mm-hmm. and then if your why is strong enough you will also go out there and try to strengthen your skills and um develop your business so that would those would be my I love that. Those are three great tips and they lead me right into my last question because the whole point of this podcast is um, the CEO stands for constantly evolving and being open to failing forward or failing fast. And what you just said, A, you know, knowing your why it, and, and wanting to continue to learn and grow for your personal life and your business life, that's constantly evolving. And then when you have your why, you absolutely know that even when you fail, you're going to get up, you're going to try it again, because whatever you just failed at, okay, you just learned, okay, that's not going to work. Let's go into something else. Something else might work. So I love that answer. So let me ask you this question. This is the last question. So like I just said, the podcast is called the CEO podcast because we're constantly evolving and being open to feeling forward. What do you constantly, what do you do to constantly evolve in your business and how or have you experienced a failure? And if so, how did it help you grow? What the the thing that I do to constantly evolve my business is 
I stay connected mm. to customers and my clients. Um, and I try my best not to over um, compensate or overstimulate them with information or products or advertisements. So I don't send out a lot of um, email marketing because I don't want them to unsubscribe. I don't, every time a client come into my chair, I don't like push the product on them because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. So I just try to keep a, um, a balance between making sure that I'm upselling my clients, but also making sure that they're comfortable. Um, that's one thing that I try to do to stay involved, just stay connected and just be human with my customers and clients. Um, and, and then, keep continuing that education we have to do every two years. <laughs> definitely. Um, and then one failure would be, um, I've had a, a few. But well, you the, mentioned one earlier about the marketing and, and putting too much money into the creation of the product, but not how you'll actually get it out to the masses. I think you learned your lesson on that and you are starting to see how like it's all intertwined and it's not just do this first, then do this, but you got to kind of think of it all at one time. So I know that's one. I would say another failure for me was, um, even though I did, I did give, um, the guy, Chris McDread, his, um, praises. Another failure for me was learning how to, was getting involved with people and not properly reading contracts mm. and um, putting myself in situations that's hard to get out of. Mm. Um, I would say that was a, a, a great failure for me because over the past couple of years, I have been, um, my business has been stagnant because of faulty contracts or just getting in, just bad situations with business owners. So not having the discernment to be able to pick and choose, you know, who's a good, who's a good fit for me, but mm -hmm. that contracts contracts mm -hmm. have caused me so much pain, um, with growing my business. So I would definitely, um, just tell anybody to make sure you are reading over anything that you're signing and if you have to get a lawyer to help you to get you know get a greater understanding of what you're you know signing up for then I would definitely tell you to do that because <laughs> right now um especially with my teaching services I'm not able to teach as much as I want to teach because of a contract that I've signed mm. so right there alone is a failure because now my business is limited because I have to deal with the Mm -hmm. issue. the legal issues mm -hmm. so the legalities of everything I understand well I'll have to say that whatever direction you take I'm sure it will be phenomenal because you are an amazing loctician if you have not seen her work check it out it will be in the show notes because I'll be linking all of her information down below so if you want to try a product if you want to make an appointment for the one week a month that she's actually working 
<laughs> get in where you fit in. Um, or if you just want to kind of find out more about her teaching and what it is she's doing, maybe you want to learn, then all of that will be in the show notes. LaRonda, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really feel like your experience is going to be so helpful to any other person out there who is trying to start from scratch with something that they know how to do or love and they want to monetize. I think you're a great example of that just your tenacity and your ability to just keep going in spite of some of the frustrations you've had to deal with is just Mm -hmm. a testament to your strength and your ability to be as successful as you want to and enjoy your free time, girl, your three weeks out of the month when you don't have to do anything. Again, thank you so much for being here, guys. Thank you for listening to the CEO Mindset Podcast. If you are someone who needs to hear more about constantly evolving and being open to failing forward, this is definitely where you want to be, the CEO Mindset Podcast. For more, even video form, you can find me over on YouTube at Andrea Patrick Official, where there's even more content on how you can grow as a CEO of your own life. You are a leader, whether you believe it, whether you want it, or whether you know it, you are a leader. You're leading your life. So why not do it on your terms? Have a solid foundation. Thanks so much for listening once again. We'll be back again next week. Bye guys. Yay. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.